Aloha Harbor Ohana, so glad you are able to stream in with us this morning. Or maybe you were invited from someone that attends our church. We want to welcome you. Or maybe you've been never been to church in your life and this is your first experience online. Welcome. Before we get into today's passage, 1 Timothy, I want to encourage you to keep up to date with our church to the front page of our website, harbornewwano.org. On the top of our webpage, we have a link to our daily blog where we are encouraging the church to read through one psalm a day. We prepared short devotionals for each psalm to encourage you towards Jesus. We've also posted them on our social media sites. Second, I want to share with you an opportunity as a church to pray together for our community, our island, our nation, and our world during this pandemic. We'll be meeting after this stream at 1015 to 1045 on Zoom, where we will pray together. God wants us to go to him with our cares because he cares for us. So to get to that prayer meeting, it's super easy. At the top of our webpage, enter church uh, prayer room here. You'll see that uh, phrase at the top of our webpage. Just click the word here and it'll get you right in. Finally, at the top of our page is a link where you can reach out to us. If you're experiencing need spiritually or practically, I want to encourage you to reach out to us. We don't want you to go through this difficult time alone. We want to support you as best as we can. We're continuing our series in 1 Timothy called The Fight. Uh, when we plan this series of messages, it was before the coronavirus was even on our radar. Yet many of us are in some sort of fight today. It's fighting maybe to stay sane in this crazy world. It's fighting to pay the bills and figure out how you will care for your family. It's fighting to stay healthy as you're self-isolating. Yet the Bible speaks of another fight where you and God uh, against Satan and his associates, but we're not in this fight alone. We are to fight alongside our church family. God's plan has always been that we would link arms together to fight the good fight. This morning, we're going to look at how to do that. We're going to learn how to fight for family. Now, Paul is the author of this letter to Timothy, who is a pastor in Ephesus, which is in modern-day Turkey. He gave Timothy instructions on how the church family can thrive together in community. Last week, Paul encouraged Timothy and the church to help one another grow and progress in their love for God and others. And that happens as we are in meaningful relationships with one another. We need to fight for family, especially during this coronavirus outbreak. See, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have two families. Your biological family, where you entered in through birth. And then you also have your spiritual family, who you entered in through the rebirth, through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so we, as God's people, are to care for both families, the spiritual family and the physical family. And so the first thing we're going to focus on, the first point, is we are to care and to fight for family by, by caring for those who are in need. Caring for those who are in need. Let me read to you verse 3. Uh, to 6 in chapter 5. Honor widows who are truly widows, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, set her hope on God, and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead, even while she lives. So Paul is speaking here 
of widows who are in great need. Now, in the first century Roman Empire, there was no government assistance, life insurance, 401ks to receive support. Widows uh, without a family were in great need. They needed help. These widows were characterized as putting their trust in God day and night. This is in contrast to the widows who are living for themselves, who are putting their hope in their passions rather than God. We fight for family as we care for those who are in great need, like these widows. I've been so encouraged to hear how so many of you have been reaching out to those in need in our community, in our church, church Ohana, whether that's calling or texting or emailing or FaceTiming. I hear about the love you're showing to our Kapuna and other people in need. Maybe you're wanting to get involved in supporting those who are in need. Our church created a compassion fund for this very purpose, where we can get supplies, food, and other necessities to those who are in desperate need. You can join us by simply going to our website, harbornewano.org, tapping the Give button, fill in your details, and join us in supporting those in great need. I want to encourage you, if you're watching the stream uh, and you're in great need, to reach out to us. Our email is below uh, the YouTube video screen. Don't try to get through these times alone. We want to come alongside of you and care for you. No shame in reaching out. And here's why we do it. Here's why we help those in need. It is not because God will love us more or God will give us more favor because, because we're doing this. No, we help those in need because God fulfilled our greatest need. And that is reconciliation to himself. That is forgiveness. Our greatest need was to be made right before our creator. And he did this by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross to take the punishment for our sin and our rebellion against him in order to make peace between us and him. That's our greatest need, to be adopted into God's family through Jesus. So since God did that for us in response, we want to help those who are in great need. That's why um, we fight for family. The second way we fight for family is to care for our biological family. Let's read verses uh, 4 and 8 uh, together. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. And then verse 8, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith, faith and is worse than uh, an unbeliever. Wow. So the second way we fight for family is caring for the biological family. Now, if you're a parent, don't you love these verses? <clears throat> I'm looking forward to the time my three kids will return the care uh, that my wife and I have been giving to them. Uh, parents, we can take this verse, frame it on our walls, put it in our kids' rooms. Uh, because think about the many ways that our parents and grandparents cared for us. From our mothers carrying us in their wombs to feeding us and nurturing us and changing our doo-doo diapers. They drove us to sports and recreational activities supported us in our education, and if we went to private school, that's a lot to repay. They paid the bills from our housing to utilities to doctor appointments and food day after day. Paul's saying we have the opportunity to serve them as they have served us. Paul tells the church in verse 8 that if we do not provide for our family, especially our immediate family, we are worse than someone who doesn't follow Jesus. Those are strong words because someone who does not follow Jesus knows that it's right to care and provide for their families. Some people might think, I only care for my parents or my family if they deserve it. But here Paul does not give uh, any stipulations. I mean, what if 
God treated us that way, that if he would only care and provide for us if we gave back to him. Oh, we would, uh, we would not be in a good place. But God's care and love for us is not based upon our performance, but upon his character. And so in, in response to God's great care for us, we ought to be caring for our family members. Now, during this pandemic time, our care towards our parents might look like checking up on them if we don't live with them, with text messages, calls, video chatting. Uh, it's um, helping them, our, our, our parents. Maybe they're working through paperwork, such as uh, uh, government assistance or um, health type of paperwork, and they're just having a hard time doing that. We can jump in and, and, and offer our uh, help and support. Uh, but we also have to care for the other members in our families, for those of us with children, right? We need God's strength to serve them while being stuck at home, from playing board games to doing devotionals with them, to trying to figure out our Keiki's online schooling on Zoom. Um, we need God's help to serve and care for our family. Because if our faith in Jesus does not affect the care for our families, that's an empty faith. Pastor Alistair Begg, he put it this way, that a faith that does not work in the home is a faith that does not work. So let's be loving our families well as we soak in the love of our Heavenly Father towards us. Finally, we fight for family as we care for the church family. The church family. Let's read verse 1. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Timothy is to care for the church family in the different ages and stages of life that, that the church is made out of. And then if we go down to verse 9, we're going to see that there, there are even different uh, types of widows in different stages of life. It says, let a widow be enrolled if she's not less than 60 years of age, having been the wife of one husband, having a reputation for good works, if she has uh, brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work, but refuse to enroll younger widows. For when their passions draw them away from Christ, they desire to marry and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. Besides that, they learn to be idlers, going about from house to house, not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. So I would have younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander, for some have already strayed after Satan. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let them care for them, let the church not be burdened, so that it may care for those who are truly widows. So Paul is talking about two types of widows, uh, an older group who... Um, is enrolled on a list to uh, to participate in a special ministry in the church, while the younger widows uh, ought to um, um, engage in a life stage that they are in. So what's going on here? Because it can be kind of confusing what Paul is writing. It almost seems like he's restricting uh, the younger widows, uh, but he's not. What he's doing is he is encouraging um, the two groups of widows to serve in the stage of life they're in. You see, with the older, <clears throat> the older widows, their stage of life, they uh, have more time. Uh, they uh, don't have young kids to look after. And so they're freed up to uh, serve the church in a way that those with, with more responsibilities uh, are unable to. 
While for the younger women, Paul's encouraging them to marry, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, and, and to uh, enjoy and to thrive in the stage of life that they're in. So for some of us, maybe we're in a stage of life where we're retired. We don't have young kids, and we have more time to be checking up on the church family, checking up on our neighbors, uh, calling, texting, video uh, chatting with, with, with people who are in uh, just need of, of encouragement. And so if you're in that stage of life, I want to encourage you to use this time to check up on others. Now, maybe uh, you're in a stage of life like the younger widows who um, would be encouraged to marry. Uh, maybe you have young kids or maybe you're a single and so in that stage of life there are opportunities to serve God in 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 that stage of life so if you have young kids right it's caring for them it's uh continuing to um lead them during this pandemic it's helping them with their schoolwork it's playing with them it's doing devotionals with them and all depending on God's grace but if you're you're, you're single uh, you're freed up to Right now, um, reach out to more people. Connect with more people in the church community uh, to see how you can be supporting them. For others of us, our stage of life looks like we're in school. And we can be using this time digitally to be reaching out to our classmates. Those of us who are working from home, we're in that stage of life. Uh, and uh, we can be reaching out to and encouraging um, digitally those uh, in uh, the workplace. So encouragement here is that whatever stage of life we are in, uh, to go all in in it, depend on the Holy Spirit for help, and um, serve in the stage of life that God has placed us in. And we can't do it alone. Before ascending back into heaven, Jesus told his followers that he would be with them always to the end of history. God is with us, and he's going to encourage us to care for the people in our lives as we experience his care uh, towards us. And so one way we experience uh, that care uh, tangibly is through taking communion. Jesus fought for family by making the way for us to be adopted into God's family through his death and resurrection. We take bread and juice or wine, remembering his death and resurrection for us. But we also look forward to his return, where he will make all things right. In a little while, we'll play a song with lyrics on the screen. And I want to encourage you, if you're a follower of Jesus, to take communion with us during this time and reflect on the lyrics or sing along with us. That's one way we respond to the gospel. The second way we worship and respond to God is through giving. I thank God for your support in our church's ministry and service. You can give by going to our website, tapping the Give button on the menu. Let's respond now to the good news of Jesus together. Let's pray.